Welcome to Girl Gang, the podcast. I'm your host, Amy Will, and the founder of Girl Gang. This podcast is brought to you by GirlGangTheLabel.com. Head to our website after the show to browse our directory of female-owned businesses and enjoy exclusive discounts from them. Read our online magazine, The Edit, for interviews with female creatives, plus tips, tools, and rituals to level up your own career. Shop our line of merchandise, including our signature Support Your Local Girl Gang collection. For every item sold, we team up with a charity to support women's education, health, and empowerment. Shop today and use code GIRLGANG to receive 20% off at GirlGangTheLabel.com. Show us your listening by tagging us on Instagram at GirlGangTheLabel. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hi, I'm Sarah Galetti. I am the founder and creator of Tattooed Chef Foods. Alrighty, so let's talk about how you got started in your career path. What was your first job leading up to where you're at now? So my first job was working in uh, Calabria, actually, Calabria, Italy. And I was working at a pasticceria um, and a gelateria. And I was making gelato and um, cornetti, which is croissants and pizza, um, and, um, it was a really cool experience, um, super hands-on and, um, just really enjoyed my time there. I was there for about mm, maybe three to four months, um, and just really connected with, with the people obviously. And, and, um, I'm Italian, so I was connecting with my, my Italian roots as well. So, um, yeah, that was my first, that was my first real hands-on job in the industry. And then when you were working that job, did you picture where you would be ending up now? Or what was that process like through your journey where you um, kind of conceptualized the tattooed chef? Yeah, so I, I went to um, like originally, so I went to like film school and I was I was really just trying to find a way, you know, like where can I be creative? What can I do? Um, and so in, in going to film school, I realized that like, uh, you know, I needed to... Um, like find um another medium because obviously the the film industry is like super difficult to make it um I was in a few bands as well I was like drumming for a few bands and I was like how can I make it in the music industry and then make it in the film industry I think maybe I need to to rethink this process so um I went to Italy I lit- I just went to Italy I went traveling and um and I went uh, to work at this place. And then from from there, I came back. Um, I came back to Los Angeles and I literally had a dream about um, Tattoo Chef, like the design and the um, the name and that I wanted to focus on sustainable ingredients and I wanted to focus on plant based foods and and so um, I started to draw it out. Like I just, I drew out the design. I, I really, I saw Paisley, like I, you know, we have like Paisley de- design and, and, um, and then, and then from there, um, I just, I just, I just went with it. And uh, yeah, so. Okay, so when you have this dream, do you like wake up in the middle of the night and jot it down? Yeah. Um, so like a lot of my weird, crazy ideas, they do happen like in my dreams or, um, you know, late at night, right? So uh, that night, um, the next morning I woke up and, and I was like, that was that was interesting. And it was more vivid than my other dreams. And maybe that means something. Maybe that is something I need to really hone in on. So, um, I, 
I kind of, I remember I went to dinner with my parents like two days after and I was like, um, you guys like, you know, I'm really thinking about doing this tattooed chef, this, this concept of, um, of like sustainable foods, sustainable ingredients, plant-based, um, and I came up with this, this, I dreamt this idea, it was tattooed chef foods. What do you guys think about that? Like I asked them, like, what do you guys think about it? And they were like, well, like Sarah, so like at the time, this is actually a really funny story. At the time I didn't have any tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I like literally like, you know, they're like, well, Sarah, like, do you think that this, like, is this, is this you? Like, is this, does this resonate with you? And I was like, Yes, it really, really resonates with me. And I can't really describe it, but it just feels so something that's so important to me. And so as I was developing the designs, um, I, I just felt like even more attached to it. And I went and searched online to see if the tattoo chef dot com was like taken. Um, and it was. And I was like, oh, my God, is this a sign? What do I do? Um, so I actually reached out to the person who had tattoochef.com. And I was like, hey, can I can I take it? Can I can I buy it from you? Like, I really like I'm really I really want this. And the guy was like, well, like, you know, it's going to cost, you know, X amount of money. And, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, well, like this is this really even is this really something? Is this something? Like, is it? And, and, uh, but I was so, like, I was just so, um, like, just intense about it. Like, I just really wanted it. So I ended up buying it from the guy and then just, con- like, you know, continuing on from there. And, and, uh, yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. Again, don't know if that makes any sense what I'm saying. It I, definitely okay, does. Cool. I mean, I'm for we're I'm just like on the border of going broke for how many domains I have on GoDaddy. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> or like keeping or or keeping tabs on like when they need to be renewed yes. and like getting a bunch of like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> hey, you need to renew this. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Let's just do another 5 years. You never know. Yeah. You never know. We'll yeah. just do the bulk one. Another extra 5 years exactly. <laughs> no, that completely makes sense. Okay, yeah. so you have no tattoos you have this vision you get the domain from this guy yeah what what's that next phase look like in conceptualizing it yeah so um my background so my father he was in the seafood industry and he had been a part of um you know having manufacturing facilities and he you know going to him with this concept was was fun um and he really like took it in and um, you know, I think for a lot of companies, distribution is difficult. And I think that we already kind of had that concept. We were already able to um, have distribution um, in the United States. And so we did a lot of um, my dad, he did a lot of seafood private label business with Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. And I decided when I decided that I wanted to be in the industry I started to work with him and I kind of was coaxing him in saying, dad, you know, seafood kind of not really cool. Like maybe we should, you know, really start focusing on other items. Um, And so I just started to create product for Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, which ended up being like huge private label business. So we did um, 
like the first cauliflower pizza crust. Um, that's that's ours at Trader Joe's, at uh, Whole Foods. Um, we did um, – and literally that took me like a long time to develop. We were the first ones to really develop it in you know mass production. Um, and then we're like – we started to do rice cauliflower and we started to do that with Whole Foods. So we started to kind of build this new – um, product list as I was getting involved and we were starting to realize that seafood was not part of our, you know, item list anymore. It was all plant-based items. Um, and so after being so heavily involved with Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and kind of understanding the market and what people were looking for, that's really when, you know, the brand came into play and really wanted to to bring even more wacky, unique ideas into the into Tattooed Chef. So it was kind of a, a really interesting space because obviously branded is a whole nother world than private label. Um, and, you know, we're a family owned business. We We can't, you know, put a bajillion dollars into, you know, slotting at a, at a, you know, at a retailer, you know, it costs a lot of money to, to just start putting product in, we didn't have money to waste. Mm -hmm. Um, so we really hit the clubs hard and in working with the clubs, it wasn't about, you know, putting in a ton of money to market a product. They just really saw us and wanted to, um, take a chance they they really like the branding and the, the 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 design and the products, and so we were able to just get you know these these items out into into um, clubs. So we kind of are doing things backwards. It's like we're going we went into club and then we're gonna do then we want to get go into retail and then we're gonna sell online. So we've had this really interesting. It's been a really interesting process, really. And we've Tattoo Chef has only been around, I think, for about a year and a half. And it's, you know, we have super trending products um, just because we've been able to work so closely with some of the biggest, you know, retailers, Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. So it's been a pretty interesting journey. But yeah, we don't do seafood anymore. <laughs> Literally, that's gone. Like, you know, it's, it's just 100% plant based at this point. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Can you let our listeners know for people that don't what the difference between your own branded product and then private label is? For sure. Um, private label is product that you're creating for that specific retailer. So, you know, um, it's under their brand, basically. At Trader Joe's, you know, there's Trader Giotto's or there's Trader Jose's and stuff like that. So, like, we're literally creating product under their brand. 
And Whole Foods obviously has 365. So we did a lot of 365 business as well. Tattoo Chef, it's our, it's, it's just our own ideas. As long as you're in your integrity and you are creating product that's true to yourself, that's all that really matters. Even if somebody else thinks it's like the wackiest thing in the world, if you truly believe in it, others will too. You have a deep-rooted value in sustainability, which we Definitely. love highlighting here at Girl Gang. As yes. like my husband and I on our in our personal journey, we love that and the brand we want to bring to light how yeah. it's a lot more accessible than I think people realize to just take some steps to a more sustainable lifestyle. Was sustainability something that was deep-rooted in family values from you growing up or was it like life experience later on? What um, kind of carved out that passion and purpose for you? Because I also imagine as you're building this and you want to be deep rooted in it. I mean, fast forward to today, it's very trendy. I imagine when you were getting started, though, getting that pushback and needing to stick to your values was a bit intense. Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, sustainability wasn't really a thing when we were really getting started. I think even plant based wasn't even really a thing um, when we were getting started. So I like a lot of the times bringing product to uh, these retailers without any meat in it. And, you know, they'd be like, I'm sorry, what are you giving me? Like, <laughs> this is not this is not going to work out for us, you know, um, or even like without pasta in it. Like we do a cauliflower mac and cheese. And originally when we showed it, it was like, well, where, where are the carbs? Like, where's, you know, give me give me some, you know, substance here, you know. So, um but, uh, you know, over time, people kind of I feel like we were bringing awareness to them. And I think in sharing our story, which is we are manufacturers of our products. So we have manufacturing facility in Italy. We have one in Los Angeles. Um, we actually contract the fields and farms in Italy um, to get product. So cauliflower literally comes on a truck to our facility and it's washed and processed in our facility. And I think that that is such a rarity in this business because a lot of people depend on co-packers to, to make their product. And what's so different with, with us is that we're literally, you know, um, getting the crops from the fields, processing it, m putting it into uh, cauliflower mac, for example, and straight to the consumer's, you know, hands. And that has been insanely rewarding. Um, just to even say that we do that, it's just super fulfilling. And for me, I've always been a massive animal lover. Um, and, uh, just always really connected to, to the way we process, um, you know, meat, um, and even in Italy, like the way that they process meat in Italy is is interesting, uh, meaning like it's disturbing. Um, so, you know, for me, I think my family growing up, they are Italian. Um, I think they always cared about good quality ingredients. I don't know if they necessarily ever had like a concept of sustainability, um, but I think now just their focus on good ingredients is kind of what made me kind of want to be into the sustainability of things, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, again, super rewarding that we get to, to, to 
to do that. And it is a rarity because like these a lot, there are so many companies out there that are getting product and they really don't know what it is. You know, they're selling product that they don't know if it's organic or non-GMO or, you know, and they're putting it out there and, and, and that's fine. You know, whatever, whatever you want to do. But I just really think that that differentiates us from a lot of businesses out there. Um, and we, we just, we, we care about, uh, you know, where we're getting the raw materials to make your food. So it's super important. And being in full control of that is really so rare. So I I feel like the whole process of setting that up, I mean, what was that like? I know you had mentioned your family and how they had like good distribution, mentioning that they care a lot about the ingredients. I feel like it was probably... um, very organic for you to come together and understand the things not to do that would be not a sustainable Mm -hmm. practice but Mm -hmm. I don't know can you kind of highlight what the process was like of putting that together um my goal would be for someone listening that wants to start any kind of business Mm -hmm. that wants to have a foundation of being eco-friendly yeah so that's what's really cool about Italy Mm -hmm. is like there are so many just you know farmers out there that are growing zucca which is butternut squash or pumpkin you know that are growing cauliflower they're just they're just planting the seeds. There's there's a crop um, that uh, that you that you have to get behind. And we have a person who does sourcing, and they go out and they meet with you know different um, again different farmers and stuff. And they're like, so what what are you, what do you grow? Like what is something that you're really like? What is what do you have? And they'll be like, oh, we have cauliflower, we have zucchini, we have red peppers, we have such and such. And then from there, you tell them that you want to to really build a partnership with them. And I think that that is an important piece of it, because if you don't build that partnership, then I feel like things could fall through very easily. So, you know, so we go to them and we connect with them and we literally plant crop in time to sell to the mass market. Um, this last couple of years have been, Italy has had some really, really bad weather. Um, so a lot of the times we have commitments and we have to say, you know, Hey, like we're, we're, you know, we're doing our best. Uh, we, but you know, these, these crops are, um, they're not growing as we want them to. So it just shows you the realness behind it because, Hey, we can go buy zucchini in, uh, you know, Mexico or something and, and, you know, or, in uh, wherever else and and just process it in not a sound way. But we don't. We're very transparent with how we're growing and manufacturing product. That's super important. When you are coming up with a new dish to be selling, what yes. is that creative process like? Do you have like, um, does it just kind of come to you and you jot it down or do you set aside different times during throughout the year or if you could shed light in the creative process of putting together a dish I would love to hear that so I definitely don't have any time like where I set aside (laughs) um because I feel like I mean yeah so no time set aside usually like a lot of my creativity um stems from like listening to music or just like strumming a guitar even because I feel like when you strum a guitar it's like then your mind just kind of it opens up a little bit and like it allows other ideas to come through. So like I'll do that or even talking to people um, 
you know, somebody would say, like, we'll say, like, hey, um, like, I'm really into kombucha right now. And and so I'd be like, hmm, that's, that's interesting. Like, I wonder what else you can do with kombucha, you know? So um, we're doing, like, a, a raspberry kombucha smoothie bowl um, for Costco. But, you know, there's just always different, like, ideas um, that come to me super randomly. Dreams, I just see a concept or an idea, and then I just go do it I don't know like I think my creative process because um I just don't feel like it's just weird I'm just weird (laughs) I can't explain it no that is so perfectly how you're describing it so basically for me I'm extremely ADD and so if I ever try to like sit down in front of my computer and do graphic design for example or like try to design a sweatshirt it's never gonna happen a goal of really going through that is explaining maybe someone that gets traditional creative blocks showing them like I try as many times as we can to showcase the creative process so people realize oh there's not just this like one way that I read in the artist's way that you journal three pages a day and then you're a creative person no it comes in all different ways shapes and forms you're giving me the chills because it's no seriously like if anybody tells you you need to like study being creative like can you imagine that concept it just doesn't exist Mm -hmm. you know and creative creativity literally comes from nothingness but Mm -hmm. also so many things so it's not really it there's it's there's no linear way of 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 being creative and but that's what's so cool about being creative or expressing it is that it can just be like, you know, you getting like a like a wad of paint and throwing it on the wall. And it's just like it's, it's expressive and it's creative. And that's what it is, you know. And who's to even define what is creative or not? I mean, come on, you know, mm-hmm. so. And like most of my ideas, I haven't done any formal studying on this, but most of my ideas do come from like a half conscious state. And the more I talk to people that are like creatives living out their full potential of creativity, I see that as a commonality, getting ideas at one in the morning, dreams, even when I take a bath, like it's something about when you're forcing it and just trying to push through the stimulation, it doesn't happen. But Mm -hmm. then when you just surrender to it, accept and take ownership of I want to be a creative, I, I just want to create whatever that looks like so many different ways, shapes and forms. I feel like on a daily basis, you're open to little like nudges the universe is trying to give you. It's an awareness um, Mm -hmm. to like when something is nudging you to be like, oh, wait, maybe that is something. Maybe I should take that pocket it or Mm -hmm. take it, utilize it. You know, so it's it's true. It's it's that we do need to listen more to ourselves Um, because we we don't we you know, it's sometimes it's easier to just not be expressive or, you know, just kind of, you know, walk the the you know the straight line and so sometimes it's really important to to listen to those things and who cares what anybody thinks just be yourself you know because that's the ultimate and again that's why we're all here was there a hero dish you made where you felt like the puzzle pieces were coming together I think for me it was the cauliflower crust um, because I feel like a lot of people like at the time nobody really knew what it was um, and let alone nobody was really able to make it in mass production. Um, so I think like, and it w- took me a really like typically an item for me, like I'll, I'll get it like, you know, maybe like on the first try or like the second try, like I just, I'll get it. Right. But this cauliflower crust was a pain in the ass, you know, like it was just so difficult to create, but 
super rewarding. Um, and so I think that that's what it was. I mean, I went to Italy and I tried to do it in Italy and it wasn't working. And then, you know, I came back to LA and then I started to fiddle around there. And, and, and just like when it all came together, it's like, I didn't even realize it was coming together. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but then it just did. And then I was like, oh my God, is this real? Did it just work? This is amazing. You know? So I think for me, it was like the cauliflower crust, um, which was like a, you know, a moment. Um, and then also I think like our acai bowls um, also, cause there, there is a science behind it. And I don't think people really understand because, you know, these acai bowls that you get at these bars, really, you know, they're packed with sugar. I mean, packed with sugar. Um, and of course they're, they have tons of flavor and, and they're good because they're packed with a ton of sugar. So for me to figure out a way to make that smoothie concept um, for people in their homes without putting that sugar in it was super rewarding as well. Um, so like we, we, you know, we have this, we, our acai bowls have, um, the only sugar that's added is like from the granola packet because each acai bowl comes with its own separate granola packet. So essentially if somebody didn't put the granola in it, then there wouldn't be any sugar in it. Um, so like coming up with that process was, was super fun. Um, cause a lot of companies right now, they're just making like acai sorbet and they're calling it like an acai bowl, um, don't really know how, but, but like, but that's what's happening. Um, so yeah, acai bowl and the cauliflower crust, I think have been super, super exciting process. Like we were discussing earlier, all these different ways that you can live a healthier and more sustainable lifestyle. I feel like that just must be so rewarding, making it accessible to people. I personally went on that journey and I feel like probably through a handful of the products that you've made where I'm like, oh, this isn't a huge ask. I'm not veering away and just like eating raw foods now. I'm still having the things I like. I'm just slowly incorporating the ingredients. What's interesting about our brand is that we're not like the pretentious plant-based company. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like it's super important to um, make food that people who are scared of eating plant-based vegetable you know, items, um, want to as well. So like a lot of stuff that we get, um, like a lot of emails that I love getting is like when, um, like a girlfriend will be like, Hey, like my, my boyfriend like doesn't know that I'm giving him this cauliflower crust and he's been eating it. Like he thinks it's pizza and he's just been like, you know, like I love those kinds of things. Cause it's, cause it's, again, it, it, it shows that our brand, like we want to make things, that other people who don't typically just eat vegan or gluten-free um, will enjoy. So those those emails are just super fun. But like we have a lot of those emails where girlfriends are like, yeah, my boyfriend just been eating like all the cauliflower crust and he doesn't even know, you know, so that's been really that's been super fun. Um, and then like um, like as far as like dietary restrictions, like we're always trying to, you know, kind of put some sort of spin on it because I think that just like reducing the amount of meat consumption, like I don't want to tell somebody that their lifestyle needs to not include meat, right? But like if we can just somehow reduce the amount 
that we're consuming. That's all I really care about. Um, you know, and it's like a lot of our products do have cheese in them, um, you know, and some don't. I mean, I don't want to limit it in any way uh, because, hey, cheese is good. Um, but we do make sure that it's RBST free, you know, so there are aspects that you can that you you can be more conscientious of what you're doing. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with us today. If you can let our listeners know where to find out more about you and Tattooed Chef and get your products. Thank you for having me. Um, So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, um, and Spotify at Tattooed Chef Foods. And um, you can get our products at Costco, Sam's Club, and Walmart. Perfect. Thank you for your Spotify. So do you just have like a playlist of so for Spotify? So originally I was a musician. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, so every single month I do a taste the jams playlist where I just like, you know, curate uh, a playlist from smaller bands, but also some big bands and just like, you know, just have fun with that. So people could just discover new music. I think it's fun. It's fun for me, too. That's so cool. No, when you said it and knowing your background, I was like, damn, I'm definitely going to follow that. That's cool. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. It helps us out so much. Remember to head to girlgangthelabel.com to redeem your 20% off discount with code girlgang. Take a moment to remind the females in your life that they inspire you and support your local girl gang.